Hey, hello everybody. Welcome, welcome. This is The Hustle, podcast uh, by Fun Size about mobile product design. I'm your host, Rick Messer. I'm joined today by Fi Huang. Did I say that right, Fi? Yes. <laughs> Good. Hey, guys. Uh, he is a fellow product designer at Fun Size, like myself. Um, and just to drop a little bit about our sponsor today, our sponsor is Bench. Bench pairs you with a dedicated professional bookkeeper who manages your books for you. Uh, if you're looking for help with your books, uh, check out bench.co. That's bench.co. So getting into it today, we are talking with Phil Kaufman. Um, we wanted to hear a little bit about Phil's unique perspective, having worked in all the major roles a designer might find themselves in. Uh, welcome to the show, Phil. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Very excited today. I'm excited to know how to pronounce Fee's last name. I didn't realize Huang? that. Huang. 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 Not Huang. No. That's incorrect. It's very incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said that on accident, have they? Many people yeah. have butchered my name, but I'll, I just let them have it. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, Phil, who are you? What do you do? Um, well, you know, with a lot of designers in this day and age... Um, I've always kind of struggled with what I would call myself. Like, am I a graphic designer? Am I a web designer? Am I a product designer? Am I a creative director? I don't know. So I've, I've landed on calling myself a digital direct, digital designer. Digital designer. Um, that's the flavor of the month at least. Uh, so, uh, I call myself a digital designer. I think that spans pretty much websites, applications, you know, anything in the digital space that needs designing, um, I kind of see it as my area. So um, I'm currently the design lead at PC Part Picker and um, been doing that since October of 2014. So not too long, but what, five months now, I guess, four or five months. And um, my day to day with that is handling all things visual design for the site um, UX, UI, um, and even doing front end uh, front end development with that, which is um, something I'm very excited about. I actually almost spend probably half my time, if not more, just coding, really? which is which is new for me. How new is that for you? Was that something you were doing at any of your previous places before dabbling? Would, would, I guess. Or? Yeah, it would come up. It would come up um, whenever I had the opportunity. It was something I always enjoyed doing but it was never anything that i was directly tasked with so sure. um i never really gained much traction in it and so my my abilities would grow at a really slow pace sure. and uh so whenever i had the opportunity to join this team that was something that we talked about early on was that um that would be something i had every opportunity to jump into if i wanted and uh, I, I expressed interest in that. And I, I was at a point where if I was going to go anywhere new, then I would make sure that was something that I was directly tasked with or had the opportunity to touch. So you were, you were like hoping that whatever the next thing was, that yeah. you would be a little bit more hands-on with the code. Is that like you wanted to kind of like have a little bit uh, more control of the, over the output of the product in general by actually having hands-on with the code and how it works? Or was it more like, I just want to understand it and try something different a little bit? It's it's really both. I mean, always any opportunity I have to have more control over the ultimate output is something yeah. I, I want I want to have my hands on. I've, for the longest time, just felt limited or stunted in my ability to to get that control. Mm -hmm. And because I my understanding of HTML, CSS was was just limited and so um 
I wanted to have that control as well as just understanding that whole world. I, you know, I, I've been designing stuff for a long time now and I've done all sorts of comps and worked with really great development teams. But whenever I would come up with something on my own, I always felt held back. Like I couldn't take that vision and make it real, mm-hmm. real in the sense of at least it living in a browser, whether it's purely functional or not. Um, yeah. you know, I was okay with maybe not jumping into the back end stuff, but right, right. I wanted to be able to bring my ideas to life. And so that was, that was important to me with any new job that I would have that ability to, to do it on a daily basis so that I really could learn. And, and at this point you've been, you know, you've been doing it for a little while. Is it sort of like, scratching that itch that you had sort of yeah absolutely i mean it's it's funny how the pendulum can swing though because i'm doing it on a regular basis every day i've got sublime text that's my editor of choice and i've got that running with you man i feel i feel like it yeah sublime's my 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 jam yeah yeah I'm, i'm very i feel at home there now but it's funny because i'll have I'll go days where that's the only thing open and I won't have Photoshop or Sketch or anything open. It's a weird. It's, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I'll be, you know, in a groove or, or working on things and feel very satisfied in what I'm doing. But then whenever I need to like jump back into des- a design app, I kind of, it feels a little, it's starting to feel a little foreign sometimes, mm-hmm. which is, we- it's just really weird to be doing that. Um, so yeah. it's, 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 you know, I, I've talked to people who have spent, Banned both fields where like they're, you know, they would call themselves, you know, they may say I'm more of a front end, front end designer, a front end engineer than a designer, but they would inevitably work in Photoshop and do things. And they would talk about how they would go for stretches of time in one area and then going back to the other would feel foreign or feel kind of weird. But that's kind of awesome, right? Like just to like whether or not you're great in one particular vertical, like for, um, you to come back into say Photoshop or sketch and like, there's this sort of like newness to mm-hmm. it, like that, like d- disrupting, you know, your day to day with a totally different sort of medium is mm-hmm. good. It's, fr- ref- it's like going on a vacation. Yeah. You know, you come back and you're like, oh, okay, I'm back at this, but it's like, uh, uh, you know, it feels familiar, but it fe- you, you, you wrestle with it a little bit. Like yeah. I, I don't use like, for example, after effects is something I used to use a long time ago. And I, I, every now and then we'll pull it up for something. And I wrestle with it, but that's a really good feeling that, mm. that wrestling that you do where of like, you, you're trying to push towards, push against something to get, make something happen. Right, um, right. It, I don't know. It keeps, keeps me sharp, I guess. Cool. Well, before we get too uh, far down uh, this discussion, I want to back up a little bit um, for, for people that have, that don't, that don't know who you are, Phil. Um, we were hoping you could give us just like, sort of like some bullet points of like, uh, you know, um, your career and your the, the history of like different places that you've worked at because uh, that's something we wanted to talk to you about was just like the perspective of having worked at an agency you know having worked from home with the distributive team having worked on a product I know that, that that's that's a bit of a gamut and um, you know any designer I think is going to fall into one of those categories so um, can you just kind of give us just walk walk through like you know the the main places yeah. you're at yeah absolutely so I've I started designing in 2000. That's when I, I got started. So I've been doing this for f- almost 15 years now. And when I originally started, I worked for a small little, a little small studio for just a few months that ended up kind of going belly up. But uh, um, that's where I got my start. Was where? Was you, why did you start? Like, how how did you start? Like, why, how did why did you choose design as as your path? Okay, yeah, that? sure. Um, well, I was always naturally curious about art and creative things since uh-huh. I was a kid. Uh-huh. Um, and that would manifest itself either in just 
drawing whatever doodles or whatever it may be. Um, but it never was much more than just a hobby or an outlet. Um, I never really considered design as a profession until I was in college Uh and I really wasn't even exposed to that world until I was there. So I, I obviously knew things were designed, but I'd never really followed design people or followed any publications or anything or kept up with it until I got to college and I saw in the art department that there were majors, people who were majoring in design. And so I saw that and I realized that that was something I was interested in because my, when I would sketch or doodle in like my other classes, I was drawing more like words and letters and essentially logos or branding stuff. I didn't realize that's what I was doing at the time, but that's kind of naturally what was coming out of me. And so when I saw that that was a career, I was like, Oh, like the light bulb went off. Like that's exciting. I want to do that. And so I ended up getting my, my degree, um, in, in graphic design and was mostly print based, like at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I went to Baylor university, which is a great school, but it wasn't at the time the design department was pretty small and, and humble. And so, um, kind of the only thing you could do was do print design. There wasn't like a variety of options. Yeah. And to, in, 96 to 2000. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the web was pretty new. Yeah. It was, it was so new that you know, no one's figured out how to teach it. Right. Right. And, and, you know, I don't know if that's changed or not, but I mean, it's a totally different world right now where you can learn online. You don't even have to go to a full school or not, but there's obviously a lot more departments and schools that are offering, you know, direct training in that. Um, but I was at a time where, um, I was doing being taught print and traditional kind of design, graphic design fundamentals. Uh And so when I graduated, my portfolio represented, that and I had this big, like, massive binder that I would carry around to job interviews, and you yeah. open it up and you you show your work. And it was at a time though where web was getting a lot of traction, and so mm-hmm. when I went to job interviews, you know, admittedly my portfolio actually was pretty pretty sad. I mean, um, it wasn't it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah it was like, pretty yeah. it was pretty bad. Um, I was I was really probably enamored more by the technical ways of doing design really than like ultimately what I was producing and so huh. my examples were kind of average I w- or I would say that's being kind probably so yeah. um but everyone at the time was looking for web designers yeah. it was like this was a new thing yeah. they wanted they traditional studios wanted to get into web and so when they saw I had no experience finding a job became difficult and um I wasn't qualified enough to do the actual print work. And so in a roundabout way, I ended up at a studio and I actually ended up as the general manager of this studio, fresh out of college. I won't tell you the full details behind that, but there was kind of a weird, a weird place to be. Um, I was striking out on interviews and then I got a phone call from the owner of the studio and we had met previously and she's like, Hey, um, what do you think about being the general manager of my, of my studio? And I was like, uh, you know, I was just like, sure. Um, why would I turn away from like, I saw it at least as an opportunity to learn. Um, was it an agency or it was, it was a very small studio. Like they had about three or four people. I mean, it was really small. She was, she was the direct, she was the main designer Uh and she had a a few other people and, um, she was having to step away from the business for personal reasons. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had exhibited enough, I guess, of an entrepreneurial spirit when I met with her that she saw me as like this candidate to become the person that is a general manager in hindsight. Um, I think it was really bizarre that she made that decision, but I saw it as an opportunity to learn. And that was a really, really rough 
three months, honestly. Like oh. I was going to meetings, I was making cold calls and I was walking into existing, existing clients and I was the new face of the company. They're used to dealing with her and the, the team was talented, but I, I was supposed to be like the person, the face of the company. And I'm this fresh out of college kid and it was hard. I mean, I was doing everything I could. I was reading books and trying to like do my best trying to represent this portfolio that I had no, no stake in. I didn't do any of the work. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'd have people who would go, you know, they'd hear me out and they'd listen to me and then they'd go, okay, where's Wendy? (laughs) Who are you? Who are you? Um, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, um, it, it it came, it came, all things, all things came to a head where it was like, all right, was this, we're going to have to let people go and this company can't survive. And I I took it very personally. I actually carried those wounds around me for several years because I felt responsible for the imploding death of this company. And it ended up being, I learned over time that, um, that wasn't my responsibility, that it really was on her, that she, I think she made a poor choice in hiring me. Well, it's her Um, her studio, right? Yeah. And, and, and to just base, I mean, she's like in all intents and purposes stepped completely out of the picture. Mm. Um, and you know, um, that, so that, that died. And so I was back on the streets trying to find a job and I ended up uh, through uh, contact with a family friend. I found a job at a large uh, oil and gas company. I was in Houston um, called Schlumberger and I ended up doing internal design work for them for seven years. And so that, um, allowed me to basically do every type of design I could do with them. I was doing print work. I was doing, um, <clears throat> interactive work. I started learning flash. I started learning 3d, oh, 3d yeah. animations. Flash. Oh yeah. Flash. <laughs> Fancy flash. I mean, that was back in the yeah. heyday. I mean, that yeah. was, that was an exciting time. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't doing web work, but I was doing flash animations and I was doing interactive CDs and menus and all sorts of stuff. And so I was, what was great about that experience as, 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 as kind of average as the work was, you know, I mean, I wasn't too excited about what I was producing, but I had every opportunity to have stability, which I needed at the time after walking away from that yeah. previous um, job. Uh-huh. And it gave me stability and it gave me, um, they had deep pockets to invest in me. And so I was learning pretty much anything I wanted to learn. I was learning After Effects. I was learning 3D Studio Max. I was learning the deep depths of Photoshop. I was learning... I was doing things in PowerPoint that no one should. Um, <laughs> honestly, like I was animating things that were just completely irresponsible. I mean, you'd, you'd open up a slide and it would be just this pile of stuff, and you're like, "What does this do?" And then you'd hit play, and it would animate this crazy. Wow. And I just because I was being asked to do stuff, and I was, I was just figuring it out. So cool. I was ambitious and trying stuff, and I did that for seven years, and and got. Um, you know, I gained great ex- perspective on what it means to be part of a really, I mean, this is, Schlumberger is a massive multi-billion dollar company, international company. And so I was, I was in-house design in that, in a massive corporate environment. And so that gave me, it, it, in a way it beat any opportunity of gaining a designer ego out of me because, <laughs> you know, a lot of designers, when they graduate from school, they, they think they're awesome and they've got their book and they, they're, they're hired, you know, at a, at a studio and they're the savior to the client and mm-hmm. everyone should listen to them because they're, they're so excited and full of, of whatever. And, and I never gained that because I was essentially like a Kinko's for this company, right? Like they would call and go, we need a mouse pad with this on it. And I would put it together or we need this presentation. And, um, we need this 3d rendered image. We need this, 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 and this. And I just produced. And so I became, that's where I really learned. I think the, the, 
the trade and like the craftsmanship of what I do mm -hmm. uh, because I spent so much time just generating things, right. assets and everything. And I would just figure it out. Um, and so that, that gave me a humility and it also taught me a lot about how business works and how, um, design is, is important, but it's not like for in, in a, in a large business at that scale. I mean, that their, their main focus were like their engineers. And so it gave me, um, it gave me a perspective when I then worked for clients, when I eventually got on agency side, I understood a lot of what these businesses go through and what their, what their goals are and how they think. And so it gave me a perspective into kind of the client's mind mm -hmm. on, on like a large scale. Um, so that, that I think aided me well, but during that time I actually started doing some freelance web design with, with a friend of mine and started getting the web itch. And mm -hmm. after seven years, it was time for me to leave. And I went, um, sorry, this is a long story. Seven years, You're seven years. I was there seven, seven years. years. I'm also a, like can deal with pain. Like <laughs> I have a high threshold for pain and, and I, I actually You're patient. Well, I I'd say, um, I'm, I'm, I'm more cautious. I'm not going to be that designer that just hops into the new fresh startup or jumps from thing to thing. Uh -huh. Um, it's just not my, that's, kind of more my character, but it's, I'm, 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 I'm willing to kind of ride things out and be loyal and try things out and see where things go. Um, and so that, I think that actually has also aided me as well because I, I tend to stick in on something for a while and I don't like yeah. if things kind of start getting rocky around me, like it doesn't mm -hmm. shake me. I just yeah. like, I'll just ride this out. It's yeah. fine. That's cool. Uh, I heard, I heard somewhere recently, I think last sometime last year that the average like designers like like from job to job like the the span of their each job is something like six months to a year yeah. to a year the year being like that's yeah the year being like a max like so if you are somewhere longer than that it's like dude what are you doing so and I I think that's crazy yeah I think um I mean in hindsight I probably overstayed my welcome a bit there i mean i even had people i was working with there looking at my work and going what are you doing here you should go get a job somewhere else. like they saw like <clears throat> you're more talented than what this job can provide huh. and so um I, I think i i i held on to that a little longer and and part of it was because i was doing freelance web design with a friend and we had this dream of oh of, on the side while on you're the there. side okay gotcha. and that was scratching enough of the itch where the day job was fine yeah um but I also, we had dreams of quitting our jobs and doing that full time. And so I was using, you know, part of the, having the stability of the other job gave me a chance to try to grow that out. And then we cool. came, we came to turns, we had a DTR and we, we sat down over lunch and we defined our relationship. Okay. We, um, you know, <laughs> familiar like, with the, DT, the DTR? DTR, okay. Um, and, uh, it became clear that, uh, that we were not going to make the jump. And so that's, that was the summer of 2007 and then the fall I had my resume out and we were, we were looking for jobs. So, um, that's when I moved here to Austin. I got a job at a agency called Springbox and joined up with them. And that was, I had been those three months in a studio kind of client services thing when I first started, but I had not been in that world. I mean, I'd worked with, with agencies when I was at Schlumberger, but never been in the agency world. So I, I had stepped into, a senior designer role when I applied, I applied for that. And then they actually had an open art director position. They're like, look, you, you actually look like you're qualified for an art director position. And I was like, well, I don't really have like, I think technically I can do it, but I don't have the experience doing it for an agency. And so for, they were like, well, for, we're going to watch you and, so, and see how you do for the first six months. And so when I joined, I was a senior designer and within six months they promoted me to art director. Cause I kind of 
picked up on how things work pretty quickly and um, technically I could do, I could do the work, I think at that level, but I had, that was just because I had been putting in the years and, and I think from a craft perspective, I was, I was at that level of design. So you went from <clears throat> right out of college to this, um, the, the manage, the, the, the manager, the general position. manager, general manager. It's a very important role. I was thinking like, I've never heard that role in a, like a You will respect the GM position. <laughs> I'm the GM. Did you know that? Um, yeah, no, the, the, so you went from there, you went to the oil company yep. and then you were doing some web on the side yep. and you learned a lot of stuff. Then they went to, came to Austin and came then to you Austin. started with Springbox. With Springbox. There. Okay. And that's that from this on, I know your, your history, but right. this sets the stage for the, this the, sets the stage. Yeah. And I'm trying not to make this the, the long drawn out thing, but I, I tend to be long witted. But, um, so yeah, I was with them for almost four years and that was a really, kind of up and down ride because the company when I joined was right before the recession Mm. and the company was on a massive growth spurt and we were working with Disney and Dell and like AMD and PayPal and um, Toyota. We were working with all sorts of uh, like I was working um, with uh, Sweet Leaf Tea and I mean I was doing all sorts of stuff and it was really exciting. There was a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy. I was learning the industry. I was learning how a client services agency is run and how it works and um and then how to lead a team and 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 do all that. And then the recession hit. We weathered that pretty well considerably. Um but then throughout the course of that time there um ownership started shifting of the company. Some, some of the original people started leaving and I was, um, towards the end of my time there, I was, I was basically next in line to run the whole creative department, but the company was on, um, was up for sale. And the person the the company that owned Springbox was, was, uh, looking for someone to, to buy it. And so I was in this position of, well, okay, um, I could step into this role and gain the experience and do all that. And that would be cool but I'm in, we're, we're under this, like, you know, this could go any way with the company. Like the company could be bought by who knows who. And do I want to ride that out completely or do I want to step away from that opportunity? And it was right at that exact same time. And I was also kind of like, do I start my own thing? Do I quit? Just kind of become a contractor. Mm. Yeah. Um, which it's always on pretty much every designer is always thinking about that. I think what, at some point, what year was this when Springbox was sort of was in that position up for sale? That was 2011, 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, and, and, uh, Dan, was mm-hmm. he, what, what was he, did he own Springbox or? So he was a co-founder. Oh, co-founder. So yeah, Dan, um, is, is someone who I uh, worked with when I was at Springbox. He and Adam, uh, co-founded and ran the company. And they, through um, just changes in ownership and just the way things evolved, they had both kind of moved on mm-hmm. from that. And where Adam went and started a company called Spacecraft, which we'll come back to in a minute. <laughs> um, it was a startup, and Dan Dan took some time off. And um, so I was yes, 2011. I was basically next in line to run the run the department and trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, because I'm a cautious person, I didn't want to jump out and start my own thing. Still wasn't really feeling comfortable with that. Um, and yeah, that's not the safest move. No, just well, jump, jump out. It's yeah. not. And and I was at life stage. I mean, I had like a wife and kids, and it's just yeah. it's it was not a comfortable idea for me to do that. And I just I didn't feel like I was um, free enough to to do that yet. 
But I was, it was a weird time because I, um, I got an email from Dan out of the blue. I was sitting in a meeting at Sweetleaf Tea and I checked my email and I was like, oh, Dan, like, haven't spoken to him in a year. And he just was like, hey, long time no talk. Would love to grab a beer and chat with you about an opportunity. I was like, okay. So long story short, that ended up being a pitch to start a studio with him. And, um, so I was faced with either starting a brand new studio, which was brand new, you know, I mean, I had, I had, I could see the opportunity, but it's untested, unproven, right? You're starting something from scratch versus running the creative department at mm-hmm. an agency that I had been at that I was familiar with and knew the clients and knew the team, but who know where the ultimate future of that company was going to be. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, 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 it seemed like the best choice for me was to start the studio because, I had an opportunity to work with someone I had worked with already and had proven himself as being a successful entrepreneur. And it gave me a chance to to kind of do my own thing without being completely on my own. Right. So I left agency life and went and started a studio. And so that's something I'd never done before. Um, And we grew, we we named it Element. And uh, we, we were a mobile kind of like design and development shop, but it was mostly an application design development shop and it was either mobile or web application. And, um, which every, everybody in Austin loved, by the way, everybody loved <laughs> element. Everybody thought of them very well. Everybody loved the brand and all that. So I had to, had to, had to put that in there. Well, thank you. Yeah, we were, um, I would say probably the most proud thing we had was the brand. <laughs> I think we, we, we did some good client work and we, I have fond memories of that, but I, it was kind of sad to eventually walk away from that because I felt like we had a really nice, a really well put together brand and, and built a nice studio. But we did that for two years and that we grew that to a small team and, um, had good clients, had, had ongoing retainer work. We were profitable. We were, we were, we were doing fine and worked out, worked awesome, out of a little house. Awesome office. Little, there yeah. On, it uh, was West, uh, West, West Avenue. West yeah. Avenue. It was downtown. It was kind of in a yeah. nice quiet part of town. That's and, right. and, um, uh, Fee joined us for a while and did some contract work with us, and yeah, that's that's I got yeah, um, got Fantastic. to work with the great the great Fee. I, I still can't pronounce your last name even though I just heard it. Let's let's not read this Huang. But yeah, so um, I, I learned I learned a lot about what it means to run a studio and what it means to um, develop a culture and and to lead from a design like establish what is the design language and voice of this company. That's cool. And how do I, I mean, one of the biggest challenges honestly was how do I establish that? But then how do I build a team that can kind of maintain that? And it was hard because, you know, you, you try to hire people that, that you can work well with and Fee did a great job. And, and we had another girl named Courtney who was working with us. And, and how do you, how do you do that? How do you translate that from something that feels very personal and is kind of got your personal touch into a team that can kind of carry that that's Um, that's an excellent i'd love to hear you talk about that because i think you know i wonder about that you know and i you know fun size you know we have a lot of different styles but it's also sort of all down one like alley of Mm -hmm. style um but yeah i'd love to hear you know your your thoughts on that because uh, i i have a feeling like a lot of people want to know like kind of mentally what you're thinking what yeah it's it's um because it's your thing. It's and your thing. It's, it's your yeah. thing. And then it's like, okay, well, I can't do this all myself. That's right? that's the trap, right? I mean, you want you know what you want um, 
that thing to look like, right? You you work hard, you establish it, and you're like, this is what I want this company to be known for from mm-hmm. a quality, quality standpoint, standpoint and it's somewhat on a visual standpoint. Like, wh- here are the things I'm going to fight for, for everyone everyone who works for me and then every project that goes out. And um, so you work hard to establish that, and then you, you inevitably gain work and clients and, 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 and you know, contracts through that because, you know, people are attracted to it. They, they recognize that it's a quality, and they want that. But you are one person, and, and the worst thing you can do is is like get in the way of it. It will get in the way of company growth, yeah. and get in the way of yeah. the of other designers being able to join and be a part of it, and kind of stepping on their their abilities. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I you know, I'll be honest, I, we did it well, and sometimes when we didn't do it well at other times because um, there were times where we were able to come up with something that that Courtney or Fee or whoever could take and run with. Um, there are times when, um, I, I, my style or whatever got in the way and I had, I had to be the person on the project and that slowed things down because I wasn't able to then give my attention to other, other stuff. Um, so, you know, I don't know if I have the perfect nuggets of wisdom around how to do that. All I know is you, you've got to be able to, it's important to have, that language, know what that is, know the areas you're going to fight for and you're going to hold everyone accountable to. Uh, yeah. Um, but then make sure you're stepping out of the way and allowing yeah. other, other design abilities to flourish and, and yeah. talents. We, we, that's, that's, you're, you're the second person we've had on this podcast to kind of say something like that. Uh, Clark Valberg from Envision was saying that because Anthony is kind of, you know, he's like, I'm sort of struggling with it. How, how do you handle it? And what Clark said was that basically like it's, it's your goal to hire somebody that's going to make a decision that you weren't part of, but we're happy with, you know, mm-hmm. after the fact, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think you, you very important. You hire well, mm-hmm. um, you've got to, I mean, searching through candidates and trying to find someone. I mean, I found, I interviewed all sorts of people that were, that were really talented, but I could look at them and go, I don't think that we're actually going to work well mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Um, because they've got to, they've got to be a good fit. Right. And, yeah. and, um, so, you know, I think, I think we did a good job of hiring, um, and having the right type of people. Um, you know, in, in hindsight, I think there could have been, we could have done a better job or I could have done a better job of maybe working with the team a little bit more hands on directly. But, um, it, it's, it's hard. I tend to be the kind of person that I want to give freedom. I don't want to be a micromanager. Um, but I kind of can get in a zone and <laughs> the next thing I know, I haven't spoken to anybody all day. Um, Fee yeah. can probably remember times where I would just be sitting there and not talking to anybody. Zoning, zoning, zoning out. out, man. I'm doing my thing. Um, and that's like, so that's like my goal each day is to hopefully get to a zone. Like it doesn't always happen for yeah. me every day. Yeah. But, and it's not going to happen in a <clears throat> long continuous. It's going to be like moments of zone. Yeah. yeah. Moments of so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let me, let me yeah. just kind of course correct us here a sure. little bit. Um, cause I, you know, wanted to hear you talk about that, but yeah. yeah so, uh, element you were there for two years and then there was a recent development with uh, spacecraft. Correct. Adam. So, so Adam, who was the co-founder of Springbox, I mentioned him earlier. He, he had started a startup called spacecraft, which is, uh, they have a product that's mostly geared towards small businesses, uh, allowing them to build their own website, manage it, um, and they build a platform for it. So uh, they they were growing essentially at the same time we were growing Element. And so because we had friends and we knew those people, we would keep in close touch of what they were doing. They saw what we were doing. And there were a few conversations throughout our time at Element where it was dreaming, hey, what would it be like if we joined teams? Mm. And uh, at first, 
when any of those ideas came up, we, we kind of said no because we were starting element and it was exciting and we wanted to have a run at that. And then over time, the pitch came stronger and stronger from them, and we were like, "Well, okay, what if we really considered this? What would so it this look like?" So it's like an ongoing kind of idea, maybe a, like from the start ish of Element, or not really. Not maybe not maybe six months into it. Oh, wow. Um, wow, that that idea came up. Uh, they, they, they would talk to us, and you know, I think initially it was just more of a, "Hey, wouldn't it be fun if we all worked together again?" Mm-hmm. And then it became more more of a serious conversation of what would this really look like, and and there were, and when. Ultimately, we did the deal. Ultimately, we did merge with them, and that yeah. was that was at the two year mark of, of Element. And the idea behind it was they they needed some key people uh, in their group that they could either go find and try to hire, or they saw that we had some people that fit those positions nicely. So one was um, kind of co running spacecraft. That's where Dan would step in and help from a marketing standpoint and kind of managing the business. Mm-hmm. And from a design standpoint, they needed someone to really kind of run product design uh, more, more in a more focused way, and that's where I could fit in. And then they needed someone to step in and kind of run the team and manage uh, the projects and make sure everything's efficient, and that's where our project director, Andrea, would fit in. And then um, there were opportunities for the rest of the Element crew to fit in from development and design standpoints and all that. And so it wasn't, I mean, no merger is going to be a perfect snap together uh, for everyone. Sure. But there were there were opportunities for us to join. And, and we were doing the type of work that they were doing. I mean, we they have a, a proprietary piece of software that builds websites. We were building websites, building websites. And we were designing applications for other clients. And so it made sense yeah. for us to help out. So then that's when the transition came between agency work to, you know, services, uh, design services and that sort of thing to then working on an internal product. Like how, how was that transition for you? How did you feel about, you know, I'm, I'm designing for clients and now we're designing like on one thing. Yep. How, how was that? Well, I mean, it was, um, it was interesting because when we joined up with them, there was a, a strong business decision to make sure that both companies as we joined together remain healthy and stable and profitable. And so, um, one thing we had, we did is we maintained some old element clients. And so I, for about six months or so still had a foot in both camps. You're still doing client mm -hmm, services. I was still doing some client service work and I was also starting to help out with the design and branding and and product design of spacecraft. And that was that was a conscious decision. When we did the merger, it made sense. Like, hey, it doesn't make sense to drop. We've got good relationships. We've got good projects. We've got positive cash flow. It doesn't make sense to just completely cut that off. And we wanted to. We were stepping into a startup, which typically is going to be more cash dependent or needs funding or whatever. And so we saw an opportunity for us to bring in the the money we were making and help maintain the stability of this now larger company because you've got two companies that have joined teams. I mean, you've, you've got six people all of a sudden join your, join your company and that's, you know, overhead, that's insurance, that's all those things. You got to help pay for all that stuff. And so we maintain some, some piece of element and, and continue to, maintain to work an with those. element, maintain an element, element of <laughs> element. I might have to put a sound effect in there, man. That's Very good, Rick. <laughs> um, so we did that. Uh, we did that for a while and we would slowly kind of transition off clients because that wasn't the ultimate goal. No, yeah. Um, sure. but then I was working on product and I had, um, I was one of those people when we first started Element. I was like, man, I love client work. I love the diversity. I love the fact that it changes and I love solving new problems. And 
that was kind of at the time when every designer was leaving to go to Facebook or Twitter or Dropbox or whatever it may be. And everyone was <clears throat> jumping the client services ship and going to product, work, like for, work at a product company. Yeah. And I didn't really, you know, I didn't fault them or I didn't think that was wrong. I just didn't understand it. I was like, that doesn't seem like that's for me. Mm-hmm. But then the more that we did design work for clients that were product companies at Element, the more I got that itch to work only on one product. And so I was excited about that opportunity at Spacecraft. Because, right, you have, like, time to fo- and focus, you know, yep. to, like, do it the way you want. Uh, at least when I was at a product company, and even now when we do product design here at Fun Size, get your uh, full thought out, take time to do that, and then test that idea and, like, see, like, the iteration cycle come through once you've actually shipped something, get some real user feedback uh, from actual users and then continue to iterate. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, unless you've got, um, unless you've got contracts in place from a client services standpoint where you have an ongoing iterative relationship, you're not going to see that you're going to be work, you know, X number of months on a deliverable and then it's going to go live. And typically you're not going to be privy to a lot of the outcomes of that, of what you've worked so hard on. You're, you're going to maybe see some things, but you're not going to, you may see come from an outsider's perspective, or maybe even if, if you built a product, you might see it from a customer's perspective because maybe you can go and use it. But you're not going to see the ramifications from a business side of how those how those decisions have impacted. Um, you know, has signups increased for the cust- for the company, or is that yeah, is that affecting the, the business? Is that back. growing the yeah, business? And yeah, yeah. you know, you don't really you don't really get to peel back all the layers. And so, yeah, and, and, and from a designer standpoint, you you're making assumptions and decisions generally, and you're putting those into place, and you don't get to see whether or not those those decisions were right or how well they played out or where yeah. they, where things need to be adjusted. Yeah, that's right. So that was I was excited about that opportunity with Spacecraft was to to work directly with the company that was building the product, work directly with the team that was building the product and be making those decisions, releasing quickly and then testing and then working on it over and over and and an iterative process and really being able to soak in my mind in solving a single problem or a single task or whatever, right. Of Mm -hmm. of a product. So you got the chance to work at space on uh, at spacecraft on that product mm-hmm. um, towards towards the end of my time there towards the end of your time there mm-hmm. and how about how long between the merger with with um, element with, merger merger is that what you call there's it? a merger merger between element and spacecraft were were you there before you started the the most recent um, I was there a year a year to the okay. date okay. I mean essentially uh-huh. I mean maybe a few weeks a few weeks after the date right and then. Um, just a fast track here to, mm-hmm. to the, the most recent um, thing that you've been working on is PC part picker. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what was involved in the, like, what was the underlying groundwork, you know, in, in your mind and like the decisions you're wanting to make uh, about the kind of work you wanted to do? What, yep. w- what was going on under underneath there where you it eventually led you to, you know, the point where you decided that that was the, the right thing for Phil Kaufman specifically to do at that yep. point. Yep. And you can tell us a little about, PC part picker too. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. I mean, I, um, so the, the decisions, there's, there's several factors that went into that decision. Um, that I have a friend who runs PC part picker. And so I knew he was doing this, this site and I knew he needed a designer. He'd never had one before. And so we chatted casually about it and it came up kind of just through conversation, the idea of me working for him. And it made sense for a lot of reasons. One, I wanted to continue that idea of working on a single product and I was getting that opportunity at spacecraft, but, um, 
I wanted, uh, you know, wherever I went next, I wanted to make, I wanted to maintain that. I wanted to work on one thing mm-hmm. and have that iterative nature mm-hmm. to, to the work I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, as we talked earlier, I wanted the ability to do front end development and that was going to be something that I had a chance to do. And, but, uh, you know, from a personal standpoint, I won't, I won't maybe spend too much time on this, but, um, I was, I was ready to spend more time with my family. Um, I've been doing, I was 14 years into doing this and I've got two kids and I wanted to be more available to them. And there's the, the idea of working remotely for a company or working out of your house or whatever it may be is, had gained a lot of traction more and more. I saw more and more of my friends and peers doing it and was like, well, that sounds really nice. And my wife was like, yeah, you know, it'd be awesome if you could work from home and, and have more availability and just be here and, but still do the things you want to do. And so that was an opportunity I had was to cut my commute completely out of my life and regain that time and be home yeah, and kind of have more freedom what, in my like, schedule. Like two, like uh, 45 minute. Essentially. You know, two, yeah. I mean, I don't live in downtown Austin, but I was, I've been commuting there ever since I lived here. And so, you know, it's just gotten worse. This, the oh, city's just gotten worse in traffic. It's pretty awesome to think about that just completely vanishing from every single day of your life it's it's um i have to admit it's i still am in like the halo like the glowing (laughs) like like uh wake up halo (gasps) effect of that i mean it really is uh, you know at first it it didn't feel that different it didn't like i wake up and go my god this is amazing like i just it just felt natural (laughs) at first just to be home but then over Uh time it was like i have like i'm off at five and I'm outside in the front yard immediately yeah. throwing the football or riding bikes with the kids. That's like, awesome. Like that's, and you like have energy, I'm guessing too, because like to, to me, like when I go home, like the drive is just like, stop, go. It's so like, it's, and yeah. I get home yep. and I'm like, uh, I'm yep. like lay on the couch or something. Yeah. And you know, there's, there were things that I was nervous about with working from home. I had heard all sorts of stories. I had talked in length to friends of mine who do it about kind of what that dynamic looks like. I was really curious. Because I am um, admittedly not the most organized or, or really great at self-management. And so um, I was like, Really? Okay. I would have expected yeah. that you are the most organized. No. I'm serious. I'm not no. joking. Like, no. I, I, hearing you talk about, like, Photoshop layers and stuff, I'm like, man, this guy's, like, oh, laundry it is, it must is all be joke. folded, like, perfect. Like, <laughs> no, no. When it comes to, like, managing myself, I, I, I it's a constant battle. So I was, I was uh, nervous that I would get into this. I would turn into this total slob or I would be like fighting the distractions of my home too much or whatever it may be. And I would, I would not be gaining much traction. And it's and, been, and it's been like, no, it's been, it's been the complete opposite. Um, <laughs> I mean, we, we set really clear boundaries when I started that's around. That, that's key, man. Yeah. I, I, my work day. I think, I mean, I, I wonder why more people don't do that, that work um, at home. And I'd like to hear what you think about like working with a distributed team at first, but mm-hmm. first I was just, going to say like just like the thing that's weird about working at home because i don't know if you know or not but i did that for five years mm. i worked i worked on my own um and i used to read blogs about people that work at home just like try and stay ahead of like the home blues you know because yeah. i had a car and everything and i would just like not drive it for like a week solid i'm like oh man it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> but if, like i started doing this like these routines where i would wake up you know, I would, uh, you know, have breakfast and all that. And then I would walk out the front door and then I would come around through my garage and then go into my office. 
we, even though I wasn't actually, you know, it just gave you that ritualistic feeling yep. of I'm going to work and now I'm at work and, and stuff like that. So anyway, I had to kind of uh, chime in on, on that. Yeah. But, but anyway, uh, working with distributed teams. Yeah, that's, um, so that's brand new. I mean, that's, that's kind of what we were, you know, talking about earlier. It's just that I, I've got all these different perspectives now. It's like I'm doing something brand new again and that's working from home, never done it. Yeah. And I'm working with a distributed team. I'm all by myself. And I love group dynamics around, I mean, fees probably like going what? Because I would like, I would sit there and like you know with my headphones on and be engrossed in my work. But I I loved being around other people and I loved yeah. joking and I loved like hey take a look at this or let me see that and and I was nervous at first about what that was like. Um, but we you know we use Skype. We're not on Slack. Yet. I was going to ask what you used to. Stay we connected. use we use Skype, um, and that was what the team had set up, and they were really comfortable with it, and it's been it's been fine. And so we're able to chat, and we can jump on phone calls and do screen sharing and the whole thing. We get together every Tuesday. What's nice is it's a distributed team, but everyone's except one person is in Austin. So we get together for lunch every Tuesday. Oh, that's cool. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, which is really nice. Yeah. So we see each other, and we try not to talk about work. I mean, very little, but mostly nice. it's just just talk chatting hanging out yeah and then if we need to get together we can but otherwise um what's really nice about this team and i i i would hope that most teams kind of are like this is that you know everyone empowers each other and trusts each other to do their work and so i have a lot of freedom to do what i'm tasked with and i'm entrusted to do it i'm entrusted to keep my own to-do list and like at first i was so used to having like a central like like project manager, like base camp or some sort of thing where I knew what everyone was working on. I was like, what's he working on? And I was like, what do you guys use? And they're like, well, everyone just kind of manages their own to-do list. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <Mind exploding. laughs> like, so, Oh my gosh. You know? And, uh, and, and so it was a little, it was uncomfortable at first, mm-hmm. but I've learned to just, it's really nice to just know that like I now have trusted that everyone's working on what they were supposed to be working on. Right. And that level of trust has caused me to go, well, okay. If they trust me this much and they're not, um, there's not all this processes and all this stuff like in place, like I'm going to show up and I'm going to make sure I'm doing my work and I'm getting things done. And Mm -hmm. I'm as dependable as I know these people are that I've, they've proven dependable to me. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's been great. I, I, I've got an office set up. I've got my own little space carved out of the house now. Um, which is nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, that's important. Yeah. Environment, environment is key. You can't just like roll over in your bedroom, like have your computer next to your bed. I still get up. I mean, I still get up and I, I, I mean, I have, I have kids, so I have to get the kids out of the house. So I'm up and I'm, I'm going, um, but I get dressed. I mean, I get dressed. I get, I get like (laughs) ready for work in a way that I would leave the house. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not like in some oversized t-shirt. I think you gotta do that. I think you gotta do that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to cut you off, but we're, we're about, um, out of, out of time here. Um, and I want to make sure we get, um, can, can you tell us like where, where people should, uh, follow you or sure. anything like that? Uh, yeah. PhilKaufman.com, Twitter. Yeah, you can go. I've got PhilKaufman.com. I don't have like a really active blog. I still have hopes for that. Um, <laughs> but do you I, medium or are you not medium? No, I'm, I'm actually trying to like centralize everything. Back I remember under talking one thing. to you about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering and, if you're still feeling that i i am i yeah. am i just uh i just I, i'm out of the habit of blogging and i it's really actually kind of sad to me um i miss i miss 
missed the glory yeah. days of, yeah. of opening up like Google Reader and seeing what everyone's blogging about. I used Google Reader too, I man. Miss, it's in I the Google that. graveyard now, man. Oh, uh, yeah. I miss that. Uh, it's just like now I don't know. It's like everyone's cool. posting everywhere else and I don't know like where to go. Where to go. So I'm on, <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Twitter's great. So at Phil Kaufman, if you, if you want to follow me along with there, there, I'm, I'm on Dribble a little bit more now, uh-huh. um, which is cool. Um, and I mean, that's kind of it. Cool. See? Where do people where do people get to know you more, man? On the on the Twitter, on the Twitter at apost apostrophe with an A. I know it's spelled wrong, but someone, someone, with an someone a. stole that apostrophe and, with an O. So yeah, find me there. Or dribble, <laughs> a dribble. Very good. All right, cool. Um, I'm Rick Messer, I guess. Just my name. Um, and if you guys want to, you know, send us like topic suggestions or anything like that, just tweet to us at fun size, um, request topics or just respond to this episode by tweeting to fun size. Um, please check out, uh, the hustle podcast on iTunes, rate us and subscribe. Thank you so much, Phil. Fee. It's been great having you guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Today's episode is sponsored by Bench.co. Let's face it, bookkeeping is never fun, but it's something you can't escape. Bench is the online bookkeeping service that does your bookkeeping for you. When you sign up to Bench, you're paired with your own dedicated human bookkeeper, and you collaborate with the bookkeeper using the Bench app. It's everything you need to cross bookkeeping off your list forever. If bookkeeping is taking too much of your time, and you just want it done, check out www.bench.co. That's bench.co. They've got you covered. Hustle is brought to you by FunSize, a digital product design agency in Austin, Texas, that creates delightful, innovative products for mobile, web, and beyond. Visit us on Twitter, at FunSize, or visit our website at funsize.co. 